The NBA wasted a golden opportunity not giving the New Orleans Pelicans a Christmas Day game. Seriously, they are going to regret this. Plus, what does it say about how the league views New Orleans overall and why this is only a good thing for the Pelicans this season? Let's break it down in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans. Your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available right here on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here with y'all on this Monday, kicking off another week of shows here. And don't forget to make Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday, Wednesday, Friday right now, live show technically Thursday night, 6 p.m. Central. We'll be doing that again this week as we're in the off season and probably around the beginning of next month, we'll go back to five days a week because there's a lot to talk about this Pelicans team. Even on a day where we find out they don't get one of those marquee Christmas Day games. And this is a mistake. This is a mistake by the NBA. Absolutely a big mistake. Okay, so let's dive right into why, right? This is this is a new year for the NBA when it comes to the Christmas Day games, right? This is the unofficial start of the season that everyone thinks. You know, I would go on Matt Moscone, ESPN Baton Rouge for years, and I probably wouldn't be on with him, honestly, prior to Christmas Day or right around then, right? Maybe the beginning of the season, then there's a break because to him, and he says this jokingly, but Matt, I know there's some truth to it. And I know you're listening right now that you don't feel the, the season starts until Christmas Day, right? This is the day of basketball. You open presents, you watch some, watch some games, have a meal, go watch some more games, go to bed. That's a lot of the rhythm for many people on this day, and it's their kind of like big day, own the ratings, right? Well, except the NFL has looked at that and goes, all right, we want in. We want in on this. And they're trying to because they have now a triple header this season, the NFL, on Christmas Day. So this is the first time that the NBA is competing, really, truly, with the NFL on Christmas Day. You got to throw some heavy hitters out there, right? And look, this isn't the worst schedule that I've ever seen. It's Bucks at Knicks, then 70, oh, sorry, Bucks at Celtics. That's a great one, right? 76ers at Knicks. We'll get into the Knicks in a second here. Suns at Nuggets. I dig that one too, right? A great Suns team versus two-time MVP and Nikola Jokic. Lakers at Mavericks, LeBron versus Luka, though you could argue LA shouldn't be on there, but the Mavs, absolutely. And then Grizzlies at Warriors. That's a that's a great matchup, I think, for the nightcap, the late night game for people still awake with that West Coast tip-off. And you can see, you can see the NBA is a little stressed here about some of the ratings, right? There any reason to include the Knicks and or the Lakers? Not at all, right? The Knicks were actually better than the Lakers last year, and both teams were bad. The Lakers should have had the eighth overall pick and didn't. The Knicks, not much better, to be perfectly honest with you. They're on there. 
as they usually are for rating purposes, not for basketball purposes, right? You have to figure the 76ers are just going to wipe the floor with the Knicks. And the Mavericks should have no problem handling the Los Angeles Lakers if they were as bad as they were last year, though I think they'll be definitely be better. This is the NBA concerned about ratings. And if you're concerned about ratings, you want to know who your hero should be? New Orleans. Not the Pelicans so much, but the city of New Orleans. This is where the NBA made a huge mistake right here. Just wasted a golden opportunity. I saw this graphic floating around the past week or so, and this came from March, and I remember when this came out. It was a chart that showed the NBA's TV ratings in terms of the national TV games, right? Which markets have delivered the highest ratings for national NBA games across ABC, ESPN, and TNT? And this is on basketballnews.com, and it's a, a, I guess, a source shared it with them. Here are the top 10 highest rated markets for nationally televised NBA games so far this season. So March of 2022, and the Pelicans only got better than after that, right? Number let's 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 start at the bottom here. Number 10, Richmond. Number 9, Birmingham, kind of an affiliate market here for New Orleans with a Birmingham squadron there, okay? Number 8, Norfolk. 7, Atlanta. 6, Los Angeles. That makes sense. There's two big markets right there. 5, Sacramento. 4, Raleigh Durham. They're basketball craze there. They don't really have quite a local team, right? Number 3, Memphis. Number 2, San Francisco. Y'all already know where I was headed with this. Number one, New Orleans. Not, New Orleans is the number one market last season. Let's let's. I think it's safe to say that for nationally televised NBA games. Well, if you're trying to compete with the triple header that the NFL is putting on, which is the Packers at the Dolphins, the Broncos at the Rams, and Tampa Bay at the Cardinals in the night game, why wouldn't you put your top ratings market out there and steal some of that? Y'all remember the Boycott Bowl, right? Because I do. We did a second line instead of watching the Super Bowl, and the Super Bowl ratings that year tanked because, frankly, the Saints should have been in it, and it was on the NOLA no-call. So by boycotting the Super Bowl, New Orleans dragged those ratings down. You're trying to compete with the NFL here? And look, look, the NFL is crossing the line, right, in my opinion. This has long been an NBA day. They're coming in and be like, no, 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 we want some of that money here. And you're not going to do everything you can to stick it to them? I'm sorry. Was, was New York on that top 10 list that I said? No, they're going to end up watching football there. You want to stop people from watching football in a football craze market that has serious rating implications? New Orleans is the way to do it. And the NBA fumbled this one. See, pun intended, right? See what I did there? The, uh, the, the NBA fumbled this one and just handed this ratings win. And you know it's going to be compared, right? There's going to be tons of pieces coming out right after this of, oh, man, does the NBA need to scrap Christmas Day because they lost, they're going to get killed in the ratings by the NFL, right? Could have done something to do more damage to them, though, and maybe even this out and kind of stake a claim on your day a little bit more and they didn't by not putting the pelicans in there come on nba adam silver call me up we got you here we know how to fix this we know how to make good content and what to put on there and it's the new orleans pelicans they wasted this one big time big time because new orleans is the market would have been glued to the nba that day especially if you put it in the middle of the day so you watch the before game and the after game and get all the lead in on everything you would have crushed you wouldn't have crushed the NFL, but you would have made it closer. 
And so they fumbled this one. All right, coming up next, though, what does this say about how the league views the Pelicans as a whole? And why is that actually a good thing? A little bit of disrespect, I think, here. Let's break that down. Coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by Built Bar. If you haven't tried the Built Bar Puffs yet, you're missing out on just the best tasting protein bar out there and so many delicious flavors. And there's a new one. Delicious, indulgent cookie dough covered in chocolate. That's right, except it's healthy for you. Let me introduce you to your new favorite, the cookie dough chunk puff. Have a light and chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks like out of the ice cream on there, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. It's all the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it and all the bad things that it's going to do to your body because this is healthy for you. So run to Built.com right now to snag a box for you and the family. The Built, uh, the Built Bar Cookie Dough Chunk Puffs are only 160 calories, and they have a whopping 15 grams of protein in them. And like all Built Bars, the new Cookie Dough Chunk Puff is covered in 100% real chocolate. I actually ordered a box of this. We got sent some samples. They were so good, I ordered them. Um, so that means they, these things are healthy and tasty. Chocolate-covered cookie dough with a light and fluffy texture. It is so good. And what's great about Built is that all of their bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of additional health benefits. So eat something that tastes good and is good for you. So go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15, you're going to get 15% off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off over at Built.com. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday during the regular season, breaking down everything you want to know completely free. No paywall or anything like that. Short, right? You don't need to break this up into multiple listens. You can just go listen to Locked On Pelicans and you're good. So make it part of your routine. Make it your first listen. And of course, subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Tell a friend about the show. Leave a five-star review with a comment. You can do that on Spotify now too. And of course, comment down below on YouTube. Think the NBA made a mistake not putting the Pelicans on there? Let me hear it. Yay or nay, yes or no, Y or N in the comments down below. And don't forget, live show Thursday, 6 p.m. Central. These were fun. We just played Would You Rather last time, if you listened to it, right? We got a little sidetracked, didn't talk as much NBA as we could. We just kind of hung out and had fun. So I hope you join me Thursday at 6 p.m. Central. But today, we are talking basketball. About how the NBA just wasted a golden opportunity not giving the New Orleans Pelicans a Christmas Day game with what New Orleans can do in the ratings. Powerhouse of a city for a small market, right? And to leave them off, does it feel a little bit disrespectful to you? That can be one of the questions for the YouTube comments as well, right? Does this feel a little disrespectful towards the New Orleans Pelicans by them not getting a Christmas Day game, knowing kind of what's at stake for the NBA in all of this? To a degree, yeah, right? Like, this team kind of proved it last year, didn't they? Turning their season around after the deplorable 1-13, 3-16 start, they got in round, got won the play-in tournament, got into the postseason, took two games off the Phoenix Suns, who were largely the favorite to win the NBA title. Brandon Ingram kind of arrived in the postseason, playing his heart out, right? Scoring for New Orleans. Jose Alvarado made a name for himself. This team is very likable right? They do very well on social media. The sneaky steals from Jose Alvarado. Brandon Graham is a dude everyone loves. Everyone thinks he is good and a borderline like yearly all-star, near all-NBA guy. So you're not going to put that team on with CJ McCollum, the head of the Players Association, and just as solid of a third option as there is in the league, 
would be a number two on most teams. Oh yeah, and you're putting Zion Williamson back out there on the court with Zion 2.0, as I've been saying, a more motivated him. He signed an extension, so he's staying in New Orleans. Like This team is very much on the come up here, right? And people still seem to be a little bit skeptical. It's a little strange to me. You remember how many national TV games they had Zion's rookie year when he missed half the season? They were everywhere, everywhere, because everyone wanted to see him. That shine, I guess, has come off of the team to a certain degree. And to a certain point, I get it. To a certain degree, I get it, right? Like, this is a team that in very many of their national TV games, like, just just uh, did something to the bed, right? They did. You know, there were so many national TV games without Zion because of the injuries and all of that the past couple of seasons that I think it's just made these networks and the NBA as a whole a little bit concerned about putting them on there. They're almost expecting like the other shoe to drop for New Orleans. We probably are to a certain degree, right? Because that's just what happens here with this team. There's the voodoo curse and all of that, right? We think that something, it just can't be good, right? Something bad's got to happen. It's only a matter of time. And I wonder if the NBA, the league front office, the TV partners feel that to a certain degree, that there's just not that innate level of trust that they have in other franchises. It's disappointing, but to a, to a degree, I do think it's a little understandable. But this is good for New Orleans, in a sense. I'll get into that in the next segment, because they can turn that around, right? You go out and you just kill it. Oh, man. The league's going to be clamoring to put this Pelicans team out there on national TV to get Zion kind of the the exposure they want to keep him being a superstar. And he's still a superstar. And he hasn't even played 90 games in the NBA. But I think this is the year that New Orleans changes that kind of narrative, that they turn things around big time, right? They're going to be fully healthy going into the year. You know, there's this is the best team they've had on paper in a really, really long time. They were good, and it's basically last year's team plus Zion, plus Dyson Daniels, who I don't think is going to be playing a ton, but they're better. They're better than they were last season. I think that's a very, very safe thing to say. The guy they lost is Tony Snell. That's okay. They're only better this coming season, and so this is definitely the year I think that New Orleans can change that narrative and turn it around, and I'm really excited to see what a motivated Pelicans team that we have for the whole year, right? Not adding C.J. McComb for the final 30 games or so. Not having Brandon Ingram be injured and in and out of the lineup. And he was this past year. Fully healthy to start the year with some continuity. Yeah, you see my face on YouTube. I'm excited. I know you're excited. That's why I have a show here, right? That's why I could do this show five days a week even right now. And this is only a good thing. So it, so it is a little disrespectful for the Pelicans that they're left off, right? It's what I said when we looked at the Pelicans' uh, Vegas number, when looking at the over-under on that, that Vegas, I don't think, has them rated right because they're just discounting kind of some natural things when it comes to this. And I broke the numbers down on that, right? If you want to think, well, if you want to really learn why I say they go above the, I forget what it was, the 40, 44, 46 wins, for something like that. I explain why, and I really have the math behind it down on all of that. And I think the NBA is kind of falling in those same traps that Vegas is. That's okay. It's disrespectful. It's annoying. They should have a, a national TV game either in the beginning of the season or really, more importantly, on Christmas Day for the reasons we just outlined. But this is only good for the team. 
This is only good for the team and going to motivate him further. And I'll explain why coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Helicans. And thank you for making Locked on Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all, breaking down everything you want to know about this team, whether it is the win total like I was just talking about in a previous podcast from a couple weeks ago, whether it is looking at free agency, the offseason, and soon we're going to do season previews for everything because that's around the corner. Zion 2.0 or the changing of the narrative with Antonio Daniels. If you haven't watched that episode, please, please check it out. And now we're looking at why, you know, Everyone's got this team wrong, and we know they do, and the NBA has fumbled an opportunity here to to really make a statement on Christmas Day. And you know what? As much as I'd like to see New Orleans on there, they're going to reap the benefits of this. They are absolutely going to look... uh, you, You think that David Griffin doesn't know those TV numbers and that he's not already passing this to Willie Green to try and use to motivate the guys? They look for any edge that you can get, Right? We know that David Griffin loves his motivational tactics and tricks and and psychology and all of that. He already's aware of this. He's already probably trying to plan how to get these guys more motivated, being like, look, they didn't pick you for Christmas Day. What's that? What do you think that says? And it definitely says something. And David Griffin wouldn't be wrong for saying that to the team and using this, right? This team has very positive vibes. They don't really have a true kind of nasty streak to them. Like, we love all of these dudes. They're all really great guys. There is some nastiness in Herb Jones and Jose Alvarado and, like, the disdain they have for the opponents, right? But can you keep that, you know, especially in that playoff series with the Suns? But that's tough to maintain some of that motivation and everything over the course of 82 games. You know, Willie Green can get through to his guys, coaches him up, coaches him with love, right? He's been there before, so he can really get those guys' buy-in because he cannot really understand their mindset and know what they need to hear and how to push them, probably better than many other coaches around the league. Well, if you can get a little bit more, right? Hey, B.I., you know, they don't want to put you on national TV. Prove them wrong, right? Anything that gives you a little bit more motivation, that gives you a little bit of that, like, F you attitude, I think, I love that in teams. And I think this is the type of thing that maybe New Orleans needed, right? They're getting a lot of like media love, to be perfectly honest. You know, if you want to kind of lower those expectations, give them more of a chip on their shoulder, right? Like Nick Saban talking about the rat poison when it comes to the media stuff, right? You don't want them seeing all these great things that we've been saying about them. You want them being like, these people hate us. We need to go out and prove them wrong. Maybe you don't want to go like that extreme. You want people to know that like, yeah, we love this team and all that, but you get what I'm saying. Well, this is the type of thing that does it, right? When you look at the factors, the ratings, the young up-and-coming team, adding Zion back into the team that already was good last year, that was a really freaking good team by the end of the year, which is so far away from where they were at the start of the year that their final uh, record doesn't really tell the whole story. Anything that you can do to motivate each other more You should be doing, and I think they're going to be doing that. So yeah, it's a little disrespectful that the NBA is leaving New Orleans off this Christmas Day slate, but frankly, I'm cool with it. As much as I would love to watch the team that day, have people over, big party, we'd have so much fun, especially with home game too, right? Give me a more motivated Pelicans team. If this adds one, two wins to them because they're pissed off, it's two thumbs up for me right there. So I think this while being disrespectful, only going to end up being a good thing for New Orleans when they really start to kind of prep their mindset for the start of the regular season, which is going to be here before you know it. We're about a month and a half away now from real NBA 
preseason games. And we're going to be covering it all here on Locked on Pelicans. So make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. And don't forget, join the live show Thursday, 6 p.m. Central. And that's going to do it for this episode of Locked on Pelicans. Thank you all so much for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. I'll be back with y'all on Wednesday.